This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Raj Agarwal. He co-founded Localytics in 2009 and as CEO until 2017, creating the leading mobile engagement platform that is used by many of the world's top brands. Before Localytics, Raj spent 12 years building a variety of different technology companies. He was a management consultant focused on mobile with Bain and Company at Adventus. And then Raj worked alongside Steve Jobs at Apple to develop the business framework for the iPhone while he was at Adventus and led the formation of the multi-billion dollar Disney mobile venture in Japan. Raj, are you ready to take us to the top? Do it. All right, very good. So tell us first, what does Localytics do and what's the business model? How do you make money? Sure. So Localytics is a mobile engagement platform. Um, There's two sort of major parts to it. There's the analytics part where we're helping mobile apps collect data on their users. What are the behaviors? What's working? What's not? And then we take that data and we use it to deliver personalized and targeted messaging across a variety of mobile channels, including push notifications, in-app messages, um, as well as email and, and content personalization. So the way that we make money, it's a it's a SaaS uh, subscription uh, business that's based on the volume of the uh, the app. So depending on how you mean the app downloads. Well, specifically, we base it on the number of monthly active users that you have. So basically, as an app grows, uh, forget about downloads because we think that's a you know that's a vanity metric. It's not a very helpful metric. But how often are you bringing users back to your app? How big is your audience? And based on how big your audience is, there's a subscription fee uh, for you know different modules of the product, for example, the analytics, the push notification service, uh, et cetera. And in general, what's the customer paying you per month on average, would you say? The average uh, tends to be in that $50,000 to $100,000 range. So ACV or monthly? Uh, that's annual, ACV. Got it. So, We've, uh, you know, we, our biggest customers are well over a million uh, dollars, and that that's increased a lot over the the past five or six years. As we started, probably more uh, SMB mid market, and really moved uh, up market over the past, particularly over the past three or four years. Um, I want to talk more about that here in a second, but give us more of the history here. When did you launch the company? So yeah, uh, you know, beginning of 2009, I left my job at Bain on August 31st, 2008. Uh, That's a cushy salary to give up. It, it was, uh, and it felt like still the right thing to do based on the uh, uh, investor interest we had. But 15 days later, Lehman Brothers collapsed. Yep. And so, uh, you know, what what went from a hey, we can raise money easily went to almost two years of bootstrapping the company. But it was the best thing that could have happened to us because the companies that did raise money uh, before then, you know, all had to shoot off into the wrong direction, trying to grow fast. And most of them tried to become ad networks. For us, we were forced to work closely with our customers, figure out what they really wanted. And at that time, it was, you know, deep insight about what was working within their mobile apps, how to grow that that audience. 
And it was in 2012 that we uh, expanded from being primarily analytics to adding this engagement layer so we could use that data to create these more engaging experiences with end users through all these new mobile communication channels. Got it. And just to be clear, if I launched Nathan's app, it has 100,000 kind of monthly active users. Um, user X logs on. You are basically going to tell me that user X clicked this button in the app. They watched a video in the app for two minutes and then they exited on this part of the app experience versus collecting demo data on that user to then sell across some ad network. That's exactly right. Now, okay. in some cases, there will be demo data that helps us give you a better experience. So if we know something more about you, we might cater uh, push notifications to you. As an example, you know, customers include like ESPN and Weather Channel, and we'll use data like, you know, your favorite sports team or your location to give you uh, targeted messaging that you're going to actually want to receive and that's going to help you. But just to be clear, you're not doing anything else with that demo data in terms of putting it into some big network. Correct. We're Got not. it. Okay, good. Uh, fascinating. So 2009 was launch date. Obviously, Lehman collapsed shortly thereafter. You've grown the company now. Have you bootstrapped or have you raised capital? We've raised capital. So we raised a couple of angel rounds, uh, 2010, 2011. Uh, our first venture round was in 2012. Uh, total, we've raised uh, nearly $60 million in equity. God, Raj, I, about a minute ago, I liked you so much more than I like you now. $60 million. What the hell do you do with $60 million bucks? Uh <laughs> You know, I'll, I'll tell you, um, there, there's pros and cons, obviously, of, of raising money. And um, for a lot of our early going, we wanted to maintain sort of optionality and, and stay lean. But this space did start to really take off. And particularly in 2015, um, a lot of money was going into this space. And, and, you know, to some extent, we jumped onto that bandwagon and, and probably raised a little more than we should have. Name a so, few, though. Like, what were some other companies that raised a bunch in 2015? Uh, you know, around that time, Mixpanel raised sixty-five million in a, in a single round. Kahuna raised forty-five million. Uh, you know, other companies like Urban Airship uh, um, and, and uh, Amplitude raised a you know raised a lot of money around that time. So these are all companies in a similar space to us. Yep. So it was a little bit of like the race was on. Yep. And really because of the amount of money the that went into the space and the amount of money therefore that went into sales and marketing, um, we oversaturated the space. And yep. pretty much all of us had to do some level of, of sort of correction. I think we we were early on that, and we've been able to take the business to cash flow break even, which we did uh, in, in last year in 2017. And you're still break even today. Yes. Okay. That that yeah. I mean, look, when someone's that break even, unless you were had a crazy burn right when you raised 60 million, you still have a lot of that cash sitting in the bank. That's right. So, you know, look, we uh, we spent more than we wanted for a period of time, but we uh, corrected, uh, you know, what we were doing quickly enough and focused back in on customers. You know, we were also to the extent the, the piece I talked about where we were, we sort of moved towards the enterprise. There was a time where we were hitting maybe too wide a part of the market, um, you know, from sort of the mid market into enterprise. And we had to get really focused in on what our core was, where where we were able to see you know, huge growth within our existing customers, strong retention, um, as well as you know, good unit economics. And for us, that was really always in the enterprise. In terms of economics today, what does your churn look like in terms of maybe, do you give me monthly logo and revenue if you have that. Yeah, I, I don't have the, the specific numbers, but I would say that you know what, what we're, we're seeing like best in class uh, retention with our enterprise, right? You know, frankly, with the, the, the SMB and mid-market, 
we didn't see that, but that's now a very, very small part of our uh, revenue. Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay. At nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. Helps me so much. And by the way, Look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings, okay? I do them back-to-back, very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen, okay? So I use the tool. It's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin. I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14-day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no. He's given us a 45-day free trial at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not gonna stay up forever, so go get it now. nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. When you say besting, let's just talk about your enterprise cohort. When you say besting class, I mean, are we talking sub 1% monthly logo churn and net negative revenue churn? Yeah, I mean, we're talking high 80s into 90s. Got it. Okay, fair enough. Um, Walk me through the transition. So let's do it this way. What was your cheapest price point? When you were kind of going very wide, how cheap could people get in at? Uh, It was $99. Okay. So, you know, uh, that was per month. So you could get in at $1,200 per year. We had a free product that went up to 10,000 uh, monthly active users. Now, the first paid tier was was $99 a month. Once you got to about $10,000 a year, you were off of the self-service uh, version of the product and, and you had to move into the enterprise version of the product. And so that was, it depended on the time frame, but usually between 100,000 uh, monthly active users and 250,000 monthly active users. Since then, we've actually, you know, sort of basically disbanded those lower tiers so that the starting point today is about $10,000 a year. Okay. So if you go back to when you had the most customers, even though your revenue is probably lower, like how large was your customer base at, at the peak before you started cutting down? Um, probably about 11 or 1200 paid customers and six to 7,000, uh, total companies using the service, including free customers. Okay. Got it. And, and then what have you cut down to today? And my follow-up question is how did you get people who were paying? How did you politely tell them you're not a good fit anymore? You know, first of all, a lot of it's about giving them a lot of time to make the transition if they're not able to or willing to uh, to sort of pay for the enterprise version of the service. So with a lot of these things, I mean, we, we took up to 12 months to give uh, them a, a really long window to, to make their decision. Um, obviously, you're going to give people that have been with you for some time some incentives um, to make it easier for them to, to upgrade and stay on an enterprise service, at least for a certain period of time. And, and so I think at the end of the day, it was just about treating them with respect, right? Giving them ability to download their data and, and, and have a smooth transition if we were no longer the right fit for them, which, which in, in some cases we weren't. Some cases we're, I would say though, what we did find is that we did not, we, we were revenue neutral, in terms of the, the revenue we lost from those customers versus the expansion rated. Uh, yeah. And, and I want to hone in on that for a second. If, if X percent of your customers you deemed to not be a fit because they were smaller than what you wanted to serve, 
uh, when you made this shift, what you're saying is 50% of those not fit users, you were able to convince to or expand their revenue into being a fit where you could serve them and 50% you essentially lost. So it was net neutral. Yeah. Now the real numbers are probably closer to 75% we lost, but the 25% that we upgraded, we were able to not just double their price, but you know, more like triple or quadruple. Smart. The coming from them. And support costs go down. You can provide higher touch, et cetera. It was 40% of our uh, support volume was coming from the 10% of revenue, the bottom 10% yeah. of revenue. So <laughs> I want to talk about your team and the support section of that here in a second. But so finish that story. You were at 1,100 customers. What are you down to today? Uh, you know, it'd be in that 600, uh, 600 range. Fair enough. And then, I mean, you quoted earlier an ACV of between 50 and 100. That generally puts you somewhere around two and a half-ish in MRR. Is that generally accurate? It's in the, the right zone. Right zone. Okay. Have you broken 30 million in ARR yet? Okay, good. You think you'll break 50 this year? TBD. <laughs> Come on, Raj. Give me some confidence, man. You still got you still got 11 months. You think you'll do it? Uh, I, I, I just got to say TBD. <laughs> All right. It would be damn good. If you're at 30 now and you go to 50, it'd be damn good growth, obviously. Take me back to the team. What's the total team size and how what percent of those folks are focused on support? So, you know, it's about 150 people and, um, you know, support can be broken up in a couple of different ways. But if you talk about, you know, customer support itself, we're probably talking about uh, eight to 10 people. But then our support organization uh, includes, uh, you know, what we call mobile engagement consultants. Consider them like, you know, post-sales uh, uh, solutions consultants. But but our model is a little bit different, right? It's, it's uh, These are practitioners. These are folks that have been in the shoes of the practitioner. Sometimes they come from our product management organization and they're taking a proactive approach, um, you know, with the people who are actually using the product to go in there, look at what kind of campaigns are running and what kind of advice that we can give them. How are they analyzing the data and and how can they do their job better? Uh, basically doing a, a good level of handholding to make sure that in this confusing mobile space where everybody's, um, you know, feels like they're, uh, they're, they're over their head, um, in over their head that that they can make sense of these tools because yep. while we while we think our tool is relatively simple because you know there's a self service version etc available sometimes it does take that that extra level of handholding to maximize the the full capabilities sure of this. and you can afford it at this price point for what they're paying you so hey we're running out of time here last few quick questions lifetime value what do you assume it is on the cohort that is a good fit for you your enterprise cohort. Um, you know, so with the if you take an, an average customer at fifty thousand, it should be at least a five to six year uh, lifespan, and and I think we expect to see that. But what we're seeing is is definitely you know our upsells are are, are awesome, right? Yep. So yep. a typical customer, a large enterprise customer, we may start with them at fifty thousand. The next year we're uh, we're at two hundred thousand. The next year we're at five hundred thousand. So you know. We're well over 100 percent on uh, on net retention. Yeah. So in terms of lifetime value dollars, I mean, you can fairly confidently say minimum is you know 100, 200 grand pretty easily. Absolutely. Yeah. Last question here on economics before we wrap up with the famous five payback period. How quickly do you like to get your money back? Uh, we want to be in that 12 uh, 12ish month range. Got it. So it's fair to say you're spending maybe 50 up to 100 in some cases k to acquire the customer. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's wrap up here, Raj, with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? 
leadership and self-deception really had an impact on how the way I think about the world. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, you know, uh, Elon Musk, but prior to that, partly because I worked with jobs, uh, he was the guy that I took a lot of inspiration from. Number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for growing the business? Um, you know, I, I, I really have to say it's Salesforce just because of the number of different things you can use to, to bring together your world. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Nowadays, uh, since I hired a CEO to uh, take over the harder work, I get like seven. It used to be closer to five. I'll have to have you back on and understand that story uh, as well. I'm sure there's some learnings in there. But wrap us up here with your current situation. Are you married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, I'm married. I've got a three-year-old daughter uh, and uh, you know, it, it's a lot of fun with her. I get to spend a little more time with her these days. Um, and um, you know, that's, uh, that's life right now. And how me. old are you, Raj? I am 42. All right. Last question. Take us back to your 20 year old self. What do you wish you knew? Oh man. Uh, you know, I, I wish I, uh, I wish I knew that I, I can and should be more aggressive about everything in life. <laughs> there you, that means he wishes he had 20 kids instead of just one right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> be more aggressive about everything in life. You guys heard it here from Raj founded local lytics back in 2009, helping you understand what your users are doing inside of the mobile apps you've built for them. He helps you customize those experience, increase stickiness of those applications, time and app, things like that. They've raised $60 million. They serve about 600 customers paying a minimum of $50,000. ACV is doing somewhere around 30 million bucks in ARR today. Super healthy economics, uh, more than 80 or 90% low retention and net negative retention in many cohorts he's serving payback period healthy at 12 months spending about 50 to 100 grand to acquire those customers with our team of 150 folks raj thank you so much for taking us to the top thanks so much nathan